You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Hi guys, I hope you are having an amazing start to your Monday. Today's podcast is about the thing that that some people don't like to talk about, which is pricing. It's about money. It's about profit. It's about making sure that you're making profit rather than just sales. And so today I have with me the expert on that. So I have Leanne. Leanne Guns, she helps people make more profit from what they sell, which is important. So welcome to the podcast. First, Hi. Hi. One of the things that I say a lot, I keep hearing people, especially on social media, and they talk a lot of the time about there's this rhyme that says something like profit is sanity, revenue is vanity. And I don't know how else it goes. I, I kind of switch off. But it's one that goes over and over again around the internet every single year. And one of the things I always say is, Yes, profit is really important and we need to talk about that. But actually, revenue is really important too, because if you don't have revenue, you won't have any profit. So you have to start with the revenue. But then what I think is really important is to look at profit. And this is why when I put my, you know, I used to constantly put my Stripe account numbers on the internet for people to see. And the reason that I did that is to show what's possible, but also so that I could break it down and show people, well, actually, that's not the end figure. Let's look at all the costs involved. What can happen if we don't start actually looking at our costs, at what things are, are costing us to make? It's really simple. You just won't make any money. You're going to make a loss. It's as simple as that. Like so many business owners make this mistake time and time again, that they go through thinking, oh, I've made this sale. I've made that sale, et cetera, et cetera. But if they haven't looked at their costs or their pricing behind that, they're going to get to the end of the month and think, there's no money in my bank. Again, I've done all these sales, but I've got no money in the bank. Why is that? And it's really, really simple. Like the same thing I see being done over and over again, and that is not taking into consideration your full expenses and your full costs. They're not just the obvious ones, but the whole shebang into account when making your pricing. I think so many people are focused on making one more sale. Actually, if that one more sale is still making you a loss, then you're actually doing yourself a disservice by making that one more sale. What you need to do is work out the costs and the pricing behind it first. And that sounds obvious. It sounds like everybody would do that. But you and I both know that doesn't happen. They just don't. No, they just don't. And it's also the the other thing people do is they might look at the really obvious things. Like, for example, they might say, right, I'm going to say in your world, they might be bringing out a new online course, for example, and they might say, right, okay, I've got a cartridge subscription or, you know, a member vault subscription or whoever it is they're using. And that's going to be, say, £99 a month. So if I charge this for my course, I'm going to make this much profit. But what they fail to take into consideration is the fact that there might be, their time is a big one. People never take into consideration their time when they're costing things out. They don't take into consideration the fact that they're going to need a broadband connection, phone lines. They're going to need other bits of software. They might need Canva. They might need, you know, X, Y, Z. Every business is different, but there's so many pieces of the puzzle that go into costing and into pricing. Just that taking the obvious ones is a big mistake and not looking at the, you know, the bigger picture when it comes to it. Yeah, and we've we've done that. So it, at the beginning, I used to think to myself, 
but it's not really costing me anything to to do. That's such a common thing. Yeah, it's not costing me anything because it's just my time, and my time is free. Well, actually, no, it's not. It's not. If you weren't doing your business, you'd be you'd be being paid for a job, wouldn't you? You'd be being paid for something. Yeah, and your time's really important, and and that is actually why one of the first outsourcing things I did was to get a cleaner because in my head I was saying. No, I can't afford a cleaner, you know, like I'm not bringing any money. I can't afford a cleaner. I need to do everything myself. And then I realized that if I was doing my work, I would be getting paid exactly. for what I was yeah. doing. And actually I would exactly. make a lot more than a cleaner makes. So I need to get somebody on board so I can spend the time doing what I need to do. It's so interesting, isn't it? People also, they're scared of pricing, aren't they? Like it, so scared, yeah. It's, it's almost like this big thing that terrifies people and they don't even want to talk about it. They don't ever think that they're doing it right. Nobody ever really knows how to price things. And then people get in this dangerous world, don't they, of being the cheapest or trying to undercut people, Like, which is just, I always say this, this is one thing I say over and over again, is never try to be the cheapest because it's a battle you will never, ever win. There will yeah. always be someone that can come in and undercut you. I've been there. So when I started out in my wedding industry career 10 yeah. years ago, the thing that I thought would be a good idea, not knowing anything about business, was to look at who's already operating out there and to just do it cheaper than them. And then everyone will come Exactly, to yeah. They yeah. did do that. But it's then a fight to the bottom because whenever I was talking to you know potential clients, all they would be doing is interviewing everybody and yeah. seeing who was the cheapest and going with them. And that's when I started to learn about ideal client and pricing what you're worth yeah. and you know even just the mindset around money. Do you think that one of the reasons that people don't price properly is a mindset issue 100% it is they often feel particularly when they first start out that because they haven't been around and they haven't got an established name that they need to be cheaper than everybody else but you don't because what people fail to take into consideration is their life experience their experience they've had in their roles they do you know what I mean that you don't go into business having never done something before in your life you go into business with a whole heap of you know knowledge life experience and your take on it like for example, as well as doing this, I'm an accountant. People don't come to me because I'm the cheapest accountant. People come to me because they like my attitude. They like the fact that I'm a bit weird. They like the fact that I won't ever talk down to them. I won't turn up to a meeting in a suit, things like that. They don't come to me because I'm going to charge a five or less than the next person. And if they are, if that's the reason, then they're generally not a good fit. And nine times out of 10 end up being the worst clients because they're always looking for a lower price. Yeah, it is interesting. I had somebody this week, one of my clients said to me, she's a brilliant mindset coach and she's actually a psychotherapist. So she's really good at what she does. Incredible, you know, qualified for for 20 years in psychotherapy. This isn't something that she just woke up one morning and said, oh, I'm going to become a mindset coach. She's had all the training. And she said to me, I said, who do you want to work with? She said, well, the people I think I can help seven figure business owners or multi seven figure business owners like you and I said yeah I agree I think that that's exactly who you who you can help you know we get to a certain stage we still have mindset issues and a psychotherapist with all the knowledge behind them would be a brilliant thing and she said but I don't think that I can I can do that and I can price myself at what I should be earning because I'm not earning seven figures I was like, where has this come from? Why do people yeah. think they need to be earning the same amount? Like, yes, I'd get that if she was a, a business coach and yeah. I wanted to learn from somebody who had already been where I am. But it's a completely different industry. She doesn't need to be earning seven figures. She 
is a genius at the bit that she does like precisely yeah you don't go to a hairdresser who earns the same amount of money as you you go to a hairdresser because you like the way they cut the hair do you know what I mean you wouldn't ask your hairdresser before you signed up excuse me are you making a hundred thousand a year because I only want to work with a hairdresser that is earning a hundred thousand pounds a year you just wouldn't do it would you it's such a yeah it's such a big thing totally get it if you want to learn from someone who's been there and done that with their business and they you want to learn from how they do it but in other in other industries like for example coaching mindset that sort of thing you know personal coaching I mean not necessarily business coaching or for what I do you know you don't need somebody that's earned more money than you to help you you need someone that's good at what they do and that you gel with don't you it doesn't matter actually it doesn't matter what what they earn I've been to sales coaches that earn a lot less than me because they're good at sales yeah just because they're not making that for themselves they're good at sales they've helped like these big massive corporations with sales so of course I'm going to go to somebody that's good at that to learn about it and it wouldn't even yeah, exactly mind to go well have you made this number in sales however when I do go to my business coaches I do go to people that are multi-seven or eight figures because I want to you know the problems that they've had are different to people that are at exactly eight. yeah and that's why but it's another excuse I think <laughs> I think excuse is a harsh word, but it's another reason for people not to charge what they should be charging. Precisely. And I think actually excuse is probably quite true because there's so many excuses to be made around pricing. Like, oh, I haven't been in the business long enough. Oh, I haven't got enough followers on Instagram. Oh, I haven't got a big enough audience. Oh, I haven't got this. I haven't got that. And they are excuses. And I think telling yourself they're anything else. You never. If you don't change it, it's never going to just happen for you. If you stay thinking you need to carry on like, charging five pounds less than the next person or a hundred pounds less than the next person just to get the business nothing's ever going to change is it so it is an excuse in a way I think mm-hmm. of keeping yourself held back whereas totally mindset again if you change your mindset around it and you think actually I am worth this my product is worth this my target audience want to pay this and like for example what you were saying with the um, with the lady who's a psychotherapist her clients that she's trying to aim at she's trying to aim at six and seven bigger business owners they would be put off by lower pricing because they would think instantly like that she's not good enough. Yeah, that, so happened. Actually, that happened to me in the wedding industry and it happens to so many of my clients. So in the wedding industry, I was charging, when I first went in, I was charging 1,500 for a full planning wedding. And I was telling people that I wanted to do, you know, the big luxury 200,000 pound weddings. Yeah. And then somebody who was getting all of those weddings told me once there's no way they'd go to you at that price even though you can do the job if you put your price to 15,000 then they would only just start looking at you then because they will assume in their head that the people that are charging the most are the people that are best at the job and you have to position yourself like when a client comes to me now and they say I want to be helping seven-figure businesses or I want to be doing these kind of people are often the price point doesn't match what they're saying. And I have to say, well, you get to choose where you position yourself in the market. You can choose to position yourself budget or mid-tier or high-end, but you choose and your pricing has to reflect that, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think when you think about big brands like luxury brands, they are not famous because they are cheaper than everybody else. They are famous because of what they provide. So like, for example, the big watch brands, the big designer clothing industries, they are known for providing something and they're known for being expensive people wear them and they like to have them because not just because they like them but also there is a bit of it because they're expensive people go to them because they are bespoke luxury things and if you're trying to aim at a 
a target audience who expects the finer things in life, for example, six and seven business owners have that generally higher lifestyle, you need to be pricing accordingly. Otherwise, you are just going to be looked at and straight away walked away from. They're just not even going to go there. Yeah, I have done that myself. I've looked at people that I've wanted to work with, but they haven't been they haven't been at the price that I wanted to pay. So I've assumed that they don't know their stuff. It's the same, like, say, for example, you love to travel. It's the same as if you looked at a holiday and let's say it was seven nights for 1,500 quid for your whole family. You would be thinking, hang on a minute, what is up with that hotel? Why is it only 1,500 quid for the four of us, 1,500 quid for seven nights? What is wrong with it? Why is it, you know, is it going to be day? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? You just wouldn't book it. Whereas if they came to you and said it was 15,000 for the seven nights, you might think, hmm, okay, this is going to be really amazing because it's so expensive. So you just wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't do it, would you? It does. It is all part and parcel of it, isn't it, the pricing? Yeah. And I think that just when you're first starting out, I think it's so important to actually write down how much things are costing you because without you even knowing it, you can be operating at a loss. I operated massively at a loss in the wedding industry. I was, you know, I was writing, I wasn't even writing things down like the petrol that it was costing me to get to places. And so when I did start writing that down, I thought I was doing really well. I had like 13 full planning weddings in the first year and I was writing everything down. I'm going, oh, I've made like, 50 40 thousand pounds this is great but then when I worked yeah. out the cost I had made one pound 15 an hour which I would never work for it's not just as well like you think wedding planning is a great example for this it's not just even like thinking about the mileage but you think how many times you answer the phone to that bride-to-be or that you know groom-to-be you probably spent like four hours in total answering stupid questions on emails about whether the tablecloths were going to be peach or white or you know all these silly questions and it's the same in every business like you might have a discovery call with a client, say, for example, if you wanted to sign up somebody new, and then you might have another further 10 emails with them. It's not necessarily going to be a case of, OK, that pro- that person buys this product or service. That service is going to take me five hours to deliver it. My price is going to be five times my hourly rate. You've still got to plan it. You've still got to speak to them. You've still got to sell it. You've still got to advertise. You've still got to talk to your accountant like me. There's all these different things that come into it. And when you look at all of the costs, that's when often people are really surprised. Hang on a minute. Like you say, I'm working for £1.50 an hour. and um, Or even worse, I've just made a loss. I've made absolutely nothing from this. Yeah, I bet that happens a lot, that people are making a loss. So often. And I think people don't see why as well. Like they'll be making loads of sales, then they'll get to the end of the month and have no money and they just can't work out why. And nine times out of 10, it's because they haven't properly accounted for all of their business expenses or they're funding things out of their own personal accounts and their own personal, you know, like for example, a household account or whatever, because they aren't actually seeing that. Hang on a minute. That is a business expense. My business should be paying for that. And it's just nowhere to be seen in their accounts. I think there's definitely a mindset around charging as well. Like when I wanted to charge more money, especially in the wedding planning business, my, my head did this thing straight away. But it was like, well, I wouldn't pay that. And I think we, when we have money mindset, yeah. we can put that on our client and assume that they wouldn't pay that. And now, obviously, when I look back at that, you know, the first, I, my wedding that I had was under 10,000 because I didn't have any money at that time. And I used to think people, you know, surely people don't pay like tens of thousands. For but their they wedding. do, don't they? They well, literally they do. I have a vow renewal this year. My vow renewal is this year. And I, I am one of those people that is now paying, you know, hundreds of thousands for their wedding. And I'm, for I'm their wedding, yeah. <laughs> for my vow renewal. So I'm now, I've become that person. And I, I think it's so foolish that we think that other people have the same money mindset. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. And I think it's a really easy trap to fall into. It's like saying, well, I shop at Waitrose, so everyone shops at Waitrose, or I shop at Lidl, so everyone shops at Lidl. It's just not true, is it? We all know it's not true. That's why a range of services exists for people so they can pick where they are. And wherever you position yourself, you need to make sure that you've positioned it right for your clients. There is no point positioning yourself as bargain basement if your clients are top-end luxury. This is really simple. Like, There's different sectors of the market, isn't there? And there always will be. But you need to know where your clients are sitting and then you need to price yourself accordingly. And then when you've done that, you then need to look at your costs. And if it doesn't stack up before you go and launch anything, you need to make sure it does. Make sure you're actually earning something out of it because all you're going to do is you're going to work yourself into the ground. You're going to make no money. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be depressed. Your business is going to go flat and then you're going to end up going and getting a job again, which most people don't want to do, which is why we're all self-employed in the first place. Yeah. And I think you have to, it kind of works both ways as well. So like. When you're looking at where you're positioning yourself and your product and your services, if you've got the experience there, and it doesn't mean you have to have the experience in the exact thing you're doing, but if you've got the experience to help the people in the thing that you're saying you're helping them with, you don't have to start at the bottom. But the same way, I think, I see quite a lot of people who start up with no experience and at really high prices and actually that's a detriment to them because what's going to happen is people are going to ask about their experience. Who have you helped before? And when it's nobody, no one's going to go to them um, with that. And I think there's a lot of coaches out there just telling people triple your prices from the beginning, but that's just, yeah, yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You have to be seen to be giving value. Obviously I would assume most people like, for example, the coaches that would help somebody in your position, I would like to assume that they wouldn't come in to try and do that when they've never coached anybody in the past. But I'm guessing people probably oh, they do. do. Like, <laughs> yeah, they do. But don't be that person. Like, don't be that person. If you can't validate, like, not even validate, but if you've never coached somebody ever in your life, then I would say you need to get some experience before you go in at like high end trying to charge 150 grand for a coaching package. It's where, you know, starting out, just helping a few people. A lot of people, don't. you don't have to offer things for free, but it's often good to start out. In, it's like the beta course model, isn't it? A lot of people offer beta courses to get the testimonials. They offer one round at a lower price. Often those people will then become their cheerleaders and they will spread the word. There's nothing better for marketing than a recommendation, is there? So once you get those people in your, in your world, they're your cheerleaders, they can start to spread the word. You will become more known and then you can start to, you know, really look at how you can elevate things, but don't go in thinking, oh, okay, I've run this course three or four times now, but I really don't think that I can charge more than 500 pounds per person because I don't think that I'm worth it, blah, 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 because I haven't got X, Y, Z, or I haven't got this, I haven't got that. Look at what you actually have got and see if that's enough to push you forward. Yeah, brilliant advice. Just to find out a little bit more about you, what got you into doing this kind of work in the first place? So I love helping people who are slightly more what I would call like an unlikely entrepreneur so people that maybe have had difficult lives difficult you know they might have disabilities they might have health issues there's a whole load of reasons why being self-employed can really work well for somebody but I see the same patterns happening over and over again like I've had so many clients who come to my accountancy business who are either startups or who don't come from a traditional business environment and they all make the same mistakes I've seen it time and time again so actually this is something I can really help people with. And I'm so passionate about like, like you guys are inclusivity and things like that. I come from a background where I've had a lot of disability and things like that. Not me personally, but in my family, my son has a disability and we know how hard life can be 
So just trying to make it better for those other people that are in similar situations to us and giving them the freedom that they can actually, you know, for example, somebody in my position who has a disabled child might need to go and pay for private medical treatment of some kind or private physiotherapy or things like that. And it's having the funds and the freedom available to do that is so, so, so important. So I'm really passionate about helping people achieve those things. Yeah, and that's amazing. And you've really helped me, you know, in my in the membership, um, hearing from you, somebody that has disability in their family has really helped me think about doing things in a different way and making sure that everything's inclusive. And I think more voices like yours are needed. Yeah, because often we don't think about things as much as we should. Oh, I think so. And I think unless you're in that situation, unless you live this life where you have these obstacles come up, you just wouldn't understand. And that's not because you're like anybody's a bad person or anything like this. If you do not have those life experiences, then how can you ever understand? So having lots of people and like the inclusivity, you know, theme and everything in everything you do is so, so, so important. Because if you don't ask people what they need, you're never going to know. Nothing's ever going to change, is it? Unless like people like in a position of influence like yourself actually stand out and go right okay we're going to be inclusive and we're going to be properly inclusive we're not just going to say we're inclusive just to get a badge on the table we're going to properly be inclusive the world will never change and there's so many people who have situations not just disability but they may have like mental health issues they may have physical health issues that you know there's a whole host of things that actually little tiny changes in the world could mean the difference to them they could make a huge difference like one little thing being changed for somebody might seem like nothing to somebody else but it can mean the difference between being able to access a service and not access a service yeah, so, so yeah I think there's so much more that can be done sorry I get a bit passionate here when no, we start talking I'm, about inclusivity and I start ranting yeah <laughs> get on the rant no I think it's really really important and it doesn't take us much to make those changes I've seen this year we've, we've put a few changes into the membership because we're changing the membership and yeah. we've we've added a few things that hasn't taken as much to do but it has meant that you know people that otherwise wouldn't be able to access our services can and I think the more that we talk about these things the more they become normal and even even simple things like for example subtitles on a video can help someone who's hard of hearing so simple everyone can do it it costs next to nothing but that change means the world to people that can't hear properly yeah so it's, you know it's, it's loads of things we did that one to many this year because we had yeah. people who for lots of different reasons you know not just for the visually impaired but for people that can't take in information in the same way I have people in my yeah. team that don't take information in the same way and so they're like if we can put um captions on every video every training video we do it's just going to help so many people and so we did and just little things like that make make a difference brilliant so if people want to come and find you because they know that they're not charging enough or they know that they're not sorting out their costings and they're not looking at their actual profit margins, where's the best place for them to come and seek you out? So the best place I would say is my Facebook group, Progress to Profit with a number two. I'm always in there and yeah, we can we can do wonderful things in that place. So I would definitely come find me there. If not, I'm at Excel Accountancy Norwich on most of the social media places. Brilliant. We'll put those links in the show notes as well for you so that people can come and find you. Thank you for being here today and having this chat with me. 
thanks guys for listening to this podcast every single week I get so many messages from you and I really love hearing from you I got three messages messages today telling me where people listen to the podcast which I love and they're all random and in completely different places so continue to tell me on Instagram at Lisa Johnson strategist where you listen to the podcast and what kind of things you do when you're listening to my voice because it really makes me laugh and I will see you next week for another discussion and with another guest so I will see you then have a great week whatever it is you're up to thank you for listening to making money online with Lisa Johnson if you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online